So there's lots of massive technological evolution happening. You know, you can now turn your car a different color by a switch. You know, you don't even need headphones. The thing recognizes your earlobes and it comes to you through the air. It's, it's insane. But the most powerful technological revolution that I have known is the technology of plants. Plants that can literally rewire your brain and heal you from trauma. And it's a technology that can't be patented. It can't be, you know, it's working through... Uh, plant teachers, Shipibo, who have been dieting on the plants. Um, but wouldn't that be great if we could all just heal from our shit? Why aren't we doing that? Well, because, you know, you can't monopolize it. You can't make shitloads of money out of it. And the way it works, it works very much in conjunction with the Shipibo healers who are giving you the medicine and who know how to modulate the experience whilst you're having the experience. Hey everyone. So I want to talk about a revolution that is has been here obviously for a while. People are too scared, you know, to really handle because it's still relatively I mean it's been a I mean people have been more and more investigating it but like it's still relatively new. And when I think about you know, what happened to me and how I've been healed by this medicine, it truly is a technological revolution. I had a trauma I had no access to, all right, like none. And I was separated. And if you have trauma, you will be severed or fragmented. You know, I had this, this, this huge, this huge, what, six years of abuse in me, sexual abuse as a child, I had no access to. I mean, every breath, every moment was just shut down, right? I built, I severed that. I built this, you know, person. I mean, it was completely shut down that just said, you know, yes to everything, looked the part, played the part, you know, drank the coffee, did the job, had the family. But it was, I was just absolutely absent I had built something, or I didn't even know what built it. What, what built it? That was built out of terror. And if you looked at me, you didn't think I'd be terrified. I didn't look terrified. I looked, you know, I was doing pretty well, right? But I was ignited by pure terror. I had literally shape-shifted into the person that they wanted me to become because I was so terrorized. And that looked pretty good, you know, working and, you know, looked the part, spoke the part. Everything looked normal. Was having relationships in that kind of like the outfit, so to speak, or in that kind of, you know, dress up. I mean, behind the scenes, I was, you know, desperately trying to paint my way to my truth. But like, I was able to live in this absolutely fragmented world. And I had, I, you know, I hadn't shown up at all because I had then, um, you know, overcompensated by making the predator, the fucking evil, godly. 
you will be king and I will be free. I was on a mission to save this shitbag who had taken me out to be sexually abused as a child. Now, I had no knowledge of any of it, no knowledge of the trauma. And, you know, as far as I was concerned, I was living my best life. (laughs) And I was nowhere to be seen. I was co-opted, kidnapped, stolen, whatever you want to call it. Now, I could have just gone along feeling, you know, slightly anxious, you know, and gone along with just agreeing to everybody and everything and just being in this kind of numbed out zone. That looked and played and said the right things. Until, you know, I was thrown off a cliff. How would I have ever have known? Perhaps at some point I would have gotten fatally sick because all this shit would have leaked into my system and I would have just... Oh, poor thing. Oh, she was such a nice person. Such a... Yeah. Such a nice... Like, you know, cup of tea kind of person. Yes. Inside there was this... I was owned by the dark. Oh, she passed away. Oh. Well, she was getting on, you know. <laughs> so, that I... That a medicine has shown up that located the trauma opened up this expanse of darkness that basically, I mean, I was getting 3D tours of my house in ceremony and at home. I got a whole family background. I had no idea. I got a lesson from the universe of the whole family, what everybody's motivation was, what had happened to me. I mean, again, in fits and starts, right? Through 3D holograms, through vibrational stuff, through... You know, literally being in a, in, in, a, in a past that was more real than this reality. That was insane. I mean, physically moved around in ceremonies where I was like, I was just moving by myself. Like this energy was just, I had a, you know, massive deprogramming thing 13 and a half years later after meditation. I mean, it's all energy. But who is investigating this? Because this is insane. And now I'm on the brink of just, you know, the whole thing just blowing a geezer, right? Because now I have to literally relive. I've, I've, I've confronted the truth of this evil. I couldn't even see he was evil. I thought he was Mandela, <laughs> right? So my whole brain has been rewired so I can actually see, I was actually able to see who this person was through the horrific blockage and sickness and ceremony, which is like, you felt like roadkill. And, and so, right, I saw that. Now I'm going to go actually re-experience the horror that they did to me. So again, my network is being switched back on. And, and in the midst of all this, whilst the trauma is being spotlit, I suppose is the only way to say it, just like highlighted, just to dredge it up out of the dark. Um, as the sewer's been pulled up, so my whole sort of ego has been completely dismantled. And as all of this is happening, 
I'm actually showing up. Like I was a trampled leaf or something, or a trampled something that lost its shape and had no power and was completely owned by all this horror. And now it's like I'm waking up, like I'm actually becoming... I think of those sponges at Zabar's that are very flat and you put water and they pump, puff up. I'm like a sponge puffing up. I'm like, no, I don't like this. Oh, and I like that. Oh, and I'm not going to do that over there. And, and it's like, oh, this person is actually... I'm actually beginning to show up. As this trauma has been removed, both physically, energetically in visions and holograms and all the stuff. This medicine is rewiring me and literally fertilizing me to actually show up. It's almost like I've been in a coma for 60 years, although I've been functioning. It was like there was an invasion. Someone came in, took over, flattened, you know, plundered and pillaged and you know, basically shut me down with terror, used me for its needs. Like, you know, I want you to marry somebody, you know, I want you to do well in this. It was all terrorizing and bullying and everything. And then I built a person as a cover-up, but I wasn't present. In a ceremony, it was really insane. One of my first ceremonies, um, my face was frozen. And the medicine started taking out chunks of it, like as if all the injury had been on my face, like my face had frozen from the terror or something. And I was like one of those like David Bowie album covers, like each piece was being like, like my whole face was a Jenga. Those little slots were being taken out. People say, oh, Maria, I'd be terrified of, you know. But when you're there, you're just like, yeah, I'm here. Like, okay, I can't move. My ego's shut down. The medicine's working. So I just surrender, right? So it's insane. And so the medicine has been de-electrifying and de-energizing the power of this trauma. Because the more you see it, the more less power it has, the more you're willing to accept it. At the same time, then your whole, you know, it's fueling whatever you built, the person you built, your ego, your taste, your desires. Or For me, it was like this like nice teacup, have a nice cup of tea kind of person, always submissive, always agreeing, blah, blah, blah. You know, put up with whatever. And as all of that's been dredged up and seen, and um, so this new thing is emerging, which I've never known. I've never known this person. It's quite disorienting. It's like, oh, I don't like that. Huh. Or I'm not going to, I don't need to do that. Or I don't like that person. I don't have to be around that person. It's like you're waking up to your code. Your network is being switched back on. That's the only way I can describe it. It's absolutely terrifyingly new. It's like getting a brand new model of a car. It's like literally being upgraded, right? It's like when there's trauma, you're like at zero and every little thing that the medicine does is an upgrade. Every time you do the, me the, the medicine, it's like an upgrade. It's like you're at 4.0, then you're at 4.2. It's like the iPhone. You're just constantly being, your network is being upgraded, upgraded, upgraded. 
by this incredible medicine. It's a, te- it's a technological revolution. There's no two ways about it. Forget chips in the brain, fuck. I mean, this is your one-on-one with nature and divinity. And, you know, she brings a whole, you know, the whole every surgeon in the universe to come and operate on you. It's basically it. And I've actually been operated in, you know, in medicine. It's an energetic operation. Once on my ovaries, which I was literally lying down like I was in an operating theater, I was freezing. And the other one was, um, yeah, last, actually, all the times I've done it, there's always been some kind of, you feel these little, I call them surgeons, little creatures of light just going through your system. So, it's a revolution. And I'm just like, come on. We're busy changing our car colors. Oh, great. I can hear better music with these, whatever. I mean, no shade, but like this really is a revolution. That you can take a plant mixture made in a particular way by these Indians who have, this is in their DNA, they've been doing it for thousands of years. And it can slowly, literally heal you and and reconfigure you is pretty phenomenal. Because that whole trauma, that the way trauma sort of moves in it's like a tsunami you know those people on the beach in thailand they're all having a nice day and suddenly you know the fucking beach is like this wave is coming at them it's a hundred foot wave and it's just you know just moves inland through the whole you know town that's what trauma is like it's a wipeout i was wiped out and you know, the moment that first abuse happened, it was like it was, I was done. It was over. And I blacked out for all of it. What, four or five years of it? That's probably. All the time, you know, I was also being bullied and you're wrong and it's wrong for you to, you're weak and you're not strong and just the whole horror of it. Wipe out. So... You know, these massive, yeah, deaths. I mean, it's just, I mean, I just went into a coma. I just disappeared. So you're living in this sort of fragmented place of severing, right? But you're literally like the energetic field where, you know, Yeah, it's like an army. They just plunder and pillage. You're just owned. I was owned by this darkness. As I said, on, in these ceremonies, I'm not here. This whole sort of militia of darkness and is, is it's a fight between the medicine and this, this thing that just, these hundreds of things that just are inside of me from the terror. And they, they feed off your terror. It's fucking weird. 
it's almost like a virus, like, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, can only, I can only equate it with, you know, a little quiet village, you know, suddenly, boom, you know, these tribes are arriving from everywhere and they're savages and barbaric and cannibalistic and suddenly you're just frozen with terror. And you just shut down. Your whole network just shuts down. But you can still function. You still build something. Like, if you don't die, you're, if you're still alive after it, which I certainly was, I mean, in a coma, but alive, functioning. I mean, I was on the verge of death all the time. Like, why am I on the verge of death? As a child. And then the next massive tsunami or cover-up was the overcompensation from being wiped out by hordes of evil to reinventing them into, you know, the Mother Teresa of, you know, my life. It's fucking insane. There's extremes, you know, the bigger the back, the bigger the front. So I was complete, I was living in the uh, Nelson Mandela, you know, that place. Oh, what a nice man. Oh, look what he's done for me. Oh, completely not here. Not here at all. It was either the depths of hell and the terror, which I now have to go face in ceremony, or the la-la land of, you know, let's, you know, transmute this into, like, the most wonderful, loving parents. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) that was my shelter. If you're, you know, if the monster's walking around, and again, everything looks normal. Everything looks normal. Although I did want to cre- keep creating my own home, like in the greenhouse, in the garden. Like, I kept trying to make it my home, a separate home to them. Kind of didn't work, but did try. Did spend a lot of time watching TV and these children that were like, um, had become, gotten pregnant when they were young and they were young mothers. Of course, that was all about the abuse. So it was all there, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. It was deeply buried. So, so that's it. There's this insane technology that locates the trauma that takes you into your life from the beginning. I mean, I was literally given 3D tours of these homes that I was in Spain and in London, of the people, what they did. I mean, for fuck's sake, I know. I know. I'm, and even if I'd asked my family, nobody would have known. These are all very furtive, secretive, weird people. I mean, I believe that everybody knows something. But whether that's conscious or subconscious, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. And so you're flattened by the trauma and you're building a falsehood based on trauma that you can't see and you believe the falsehood you've built because it's a cover, it's a defense mechanism. 
you know, you go walking around your little stilettos saying, oh, yeah, it's just, yeah. Look at me, aren't I gorgeous and aren't I just marvellous and... Yes, what would you like? Oh, yeah. You know, it's this fucking insane... Shapeshifter. That's the extreme of what's actually happened because the extreme is vile beyond measure. It's so ugly and sinister and little children and in rooms and the abuse and men and ugh. And then there's this like perfectly manicured, well-spoken, well-educated, sort of have-it-all person. It's just insane to me that one can build. And I suppose it's a testament to the flexibility of energy, I suppose. You know, we're not static. We are in constant evolution. You know, the minute you become, you know, this like, I know it all, you're dead, right? If you're willing to surrender and let yourself be rebuilt, because it's just energy. I don't really think anybody dies in the end I mean, yes, in the meat form, yes, but there's just too much information in these ceremonies to believe that we're just this thing. So that I could have been the trauma and I'm no longer the full extent of that trauma, that I was this person that was absolutely coded, you know, by the extreme of reinventing this person and lived in reflection of that that's another whole other person right so there's the energy field of the trauma that's basically took up my whole energetic field which is dark and vile and a huge blockage and then this person that was built that again was another complete different totality whilst the shadow was in the dark and couldn't be seen this thing was pottering around you know claiming itself to be the it person Right? Let's all just be fiercely honest. And then there was a me that had just left, that was in a coma, that was numb. You know, the seed that never left the ground, that never, you know, was just trampled, stampeded. I, I just imagine like a stampede, the terror is so fast. You know, it's just like horses are just like cantering across you, just like stampeded to death. And how these things can live simultaneously. Well, I suppose they do, right? Everything. A lot of things live simultaneously, right? In one thing. And and also you can watch it. Because in meditation you're watching. Somebody was talking today about the watcher. The compassionate watcher, which is like, a, which is like God, or like your divinity. Just watches. In meditation, that's the most powerful thing about it when I first started. It was like, oh my God, you can finally, your, you, your thoughts, you become separate to your thoughts. It's like, oh, who is this person? I don't know this person. You begin to watch yourself. Like in trauma, you're just enveloped like by the wave of death, of darkness. It's like a death, right? Enveloped by this trauma, by this event. It just gobbles you up you're like inside the belly of the beast of the, the whale you don't even know you're in the dark you're just in the dark 
And what it is, it's actually when I think about it, so you're just in a big cloud of black. She even showed me, it was like this big, I was just in this huge, she showed me these two screens and I was just, it was pure black. I was just in pure black. I could see nothing. I didn't know where I was. I was enveloped by the darkness. It was terrifying. And she said, you know, we're going to get you out of here. All these beautiful Indians were just coming to get my three-year-old out. So what it is, it's like, it's a clearing of all that black. It's just a clearing of like, you know, someone diluting it. So you get distance. It's like, so so they, it, what's interesting is that the Indians, they come for your little child that's been frozen and they give you all the information so that you can leave and you can face the fear and you can see the truth because only in seeing the truth can you finally own yourself, right? You have your sovereignty back. It's little by little. It's been five years now, this, of leaving. First of all, it being clear to you because it was just pure black. And then when you see it, it's like you get all the emotions of anger and rage and I said cunt for like I don't know how long. And then there's the facing of it. Oh, God, he fucking took me to be abused. I saw him, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like you're waking up to this whole continent that I had no access to. It's too terrifying. And I think I was just frozen with terror. And, and it loses its power. So whilst it's losing its power... It's like you begin to sprout. Like there's the soil that's completely destroyed. It's been, you know, raised to the ground and the, the soil is awful. And now, as all these weeds are pulled out, so the medicine fertilizes you in a way. She's like, okay. You can like actually begin to wake up to you. That's the awakening or that's the healing. You know, somebody comes in, plunders the village, you all freeze, you're all under the, you know, under this regime, you've forgotten what it's like. I suppose it's a bit like communism, you know, you forgot what it's like when you were free or going to prison. You don't know what freedom is like because you've, the terror has frozen you, so you've forgotten what it was who you were before any of this. All you've known now is prison. It's just, you've just known these four bare walls, right? And she comes in, she goes, hey, listen, you're in hell. What? Yeah, yeah, you, you've been in hell. What do you mean? I don't, try, I don't believe you. Let me show you, right? And again, that's very simplified. This is like, she literally shuts you down. It's like, yeah, it's, it's the worst experience for me. It's, it's like it's very challenging to be in all these dimensions and to feel. And I, and I mean it with great reverence to this medicine because it is the most powerful thing I've ever encountered. But it is not easy. So this is why it takes a long time because she is energetically rebuilding you. She's taking out. She's deconstructing you of what you've been holding in your energetic field, which is this fucking lie, this darkness. And fertilizing you 
you know, the, the, the person, the soul that was stampeded so you can begin to grow again. You show up. The showing up is a network coming back on. The fear being reduced and the network being put back on. So you, you're, you're, now you're safe to show up. It's safe for you to be here with your needs, with your desires, with your emotions, with love. I remember distinctly at his funeral, sitting in the back of this car, everybody's in black, you know, we're all kind of stuck in there. And everybody outside, you know, we're in Spain, it's a hot day, we're by the beach. And every, you know, all the cars are going by and everybody's like sexually just like right on bikinis and surfboards and the smell of barbecue on the beach. It was just like, wow, life in its most, you know, sort of frothing creation and it's so alive. And here we were behind this hearse, this like 1950s hearse, this little coffin and we're all in black and no one was saying and I just thought, he would have hated this. He would have not hated this funeral. He would have hated this life, this much life, this much freedom, this much honesty, this much clarity. He lived in the deepest, darkest recesses of sinister creepdom, of lies and, you know, internal demonic dysfunction. And it was just very clear to me how he refused that openness, that freedom, that massive, he was always controlling everything, right? So again, I had no idea at that point either. And I did write the most epic, you know, what is it called, a memoir or whatever, something in church about him. And literally it was like a Hollywood eulogy, eulogy. In which, you know, again, my PR machine was full on, this is the most insane, incredible, per- I mean, like the whole fucking church got up and just like clapped. It was like, it was literally like getting an Oscar. It was the biggest heap of shit. I, you know, it was just because I was so shut down. So to, to, been in, to have been shut down and owned by so much darkness and to have had a medicine come in and opened up this huge continent that I had no access to of shadow, of story. I mean, she showed me, like, literally standing there. He's, he's, my mother is a target. He's, like, stalking her to get her. He's, he was on the hunt from the day he was, he was in the hunt, right, in the hunt to get people, to use people. It was horrific. I had no idea. The medicine hadn't shown me. I was still being you know, writing eulogies for this. <laughs> I was like, what? Now listen, the exchange is not easy. I'm not, there is no, nothing easy about any of this. So let's just make that very clear. You know, it's like, you know, op- energetic surgery is, you know, it's tough. It's tough. Um, but again, it's an upgrade and it's insanely powerful and, and you get out of your trauma. And many of us, I mean, millions of us have trauma. Millions of us are carrying intergenerational trauma. 
I mean, the way people brought up their children, the way they were, it's horrific. I mean, you know, tons. I'm not the only one who's been sexually abused. I'm not the only one who's physically abused. And, you know, no, it's the whole fucking, you know, millions of people have endured horror. Or they're carrying intergenerational horror. So wouldn't it be lovely if, like, okay, we all focused on, hey, this medicine can do this for you. But you have to take, you know, the knowledges of the Shipiba. The Shipiba have the knowledge. I mean, the tribes who ever administer this, and there are many in South America who have all these, this knowledge. This knowledge, that's all. How the plants, nothing, you know, to them, they're doctors in the same way the doctor is a doctor here. They just study plants. That's different. That's all. They diet on them, and the plant gives them the information because they're connected to nature, unlike most of us. I'm like, why do you need a book to find out what it's like to be a mother? Like, why are we so cut off? Why? We have no reconnect. We need to reconnect to our nature, right? It's where all the, the gems are hidden, where all the information lies, where all the juicy stuff is, is available to us. So it's a technological revolution that you can move into that trauma, heal that trauma, and be re- replanted. That's all I can say. It's the word replanted or re. You continue to grow. So this notion that you get old and then you get to a certain point and you like you keel over and die is like crazy. No, at any point in your life, you can go in and get rebuilt. Now. If you're older and it's, you know, been sitting there for longer, well, it might, you know, take a, mu- a little bit more dynamite than a younger person. You know, obviously, the younger you are, um, the less intransigent, right? The less sort of geologically stuck your trauma is, right? I mean, something that they've discovered from millions of years ago is not as easy to discover as something that's just, you know, recently been buried, right? There's a petrification of that trauma. But, like, you know, I'm the living example of, you know, I'm 61, that you can heal it and potentially begin a new life. And a life, when I say a new life, a life free of trauma, free of captivity, not living in the stuck zone. That there's a chance of resurrection, if you want to be biblical about it, because the brain is flexible. And this healing is not just a... No, no, this thing goes through your, every cell in your body. This thing is a physical thing. It's, you're carrying memory. You are a container of memory. All your whole body is a container of memory. It's sort of inscribed into your cells energetically. So... It can redo you. Undo you and redo you. I think you might have to imagine yourself as a piece of clay, right? Not clay, sorry, putty. That can be unkilled, if that's the term, right? You can unpetrify yourself. And that you can re-emerge as you were meant to be before you got, you know, before the vandals and the goths and the huns came down and, you know, pillaged your village. Before you were evicted, it's eviction. 
an eviction. Now, the, the whole thing about this is you have to face the fear. I mean, that's really ultimately... And that's why you need the medicine, because the medicine is an ally in coming in as an ally in healing and loving and really creating a foundation for you to be able to face this. You're not going to do this alone. There's no way, no way. Especially if it's a parent. You're, you're connected to them. You're not. It's too big a bond, if that's the trick, right? You're not going to... And there are stages, like anything in life. There's a stage of, you know, not believing it, then seeing it, then feeling the rage, and then it's just this whole constant. It's like, oh, you don't even give a shit anymore. You're just like, well, I'm here. And it's like, oh, who's this? Oh, all right. And the newness, certainly for me, comes from I have choices. I've made choices that align with me I'm no longer willing just to put up with any, you know, it's like, before I just eat crap, I didn't match it ever, but like, you know, I'm talking about in the sense of relationships, it's like, you're just around, you know, people that aren't aligned with you, right? And it's like you're feeding off like this really bad diet of like uncaring, unloving people, the same people you grew up with. And so now, because you know what a loving, I think it's what you learn through the medicine, because you know what a loving thing what, what love is like what true love feels like what true unconditional love feels like you've had the experience of it you know it exists it's like well you're not willing to you know feed off fat, you know bad food or feed off people that aren't serving and aligned you know with your higher self with your love with the love is really it, yeah? the intention of love and they whatever that's it's a very different thing before, it was just like you just feed yourself on crap because that's what you need is crap, right? So now this, this, this whole new kind of waking up, it's like, okay, I'm learning, you know, I, I know I can distinguish, you know, a piece of rotting meat from a piece of fresh meat. Before it was all, you know, I'd eat any shit. It's new, very new, very powerful. So what it shows me, I mean, again, I'm still, you know, you're in a, it's a constant process. There's no end to this thing. But what it does show me is transmutation, transformation, healing is possible in this realm, which, you know, but you're in, in altered states when you do the medicine. That takes you to altered states to heal in altered states from this state. And you can get information there. You can get healed there. I don't know how else to put it. That is a technological revolution. You can heal your trauma. Heal your trauma and be free of it, eliminate it. And mine was beyond severe. Like mine was like, put me in a psych ward severe.
Somebody says, you know, you, it, it's, it comes up when you're ready, to, you know, when it, you need to see it, the trauma. I, I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't, I don't, all I can do is I only speak from my own experience. Limited as it is, it's just my little experience. But I can't, you know. And one of the interesting things that somebody was saying is like, so you still have the same energy, right? But disassociation, because that's what happens in trauma, creates resistance. And that's eating up a lot of energy is that resistance, right? So you may, you may not have access to it, but it is eating. It's like, it's like a hungry ghost, but it's always eating. So I think for any of you out there who are traumatized or who are suffering depression or anxiety, or, again, this isn't for everyone. And it has to come to you. you know, I can't, I'm just telling you about my experience again. Um, it needs to come to you. That's how this thing works. But it's available. To heal. There are no, yeah, I just can't. There are no words for the amount of gratitude and love, etc. It's just, yeah, it's beyond anything. That this technology exists is the miracle. Bye.